And we are live, folks. Welcome to Space, Time, and Energy, a podcast where we use our voice to amplify the voices and the works of others, specifically in the Black communities. We are your hosts, Jada Marie Price, the millennial Black girl. And I am at Chantelle Adana, author, speaker, and educator. Absolutely. And we are going to definitely come with y'all heavy today. We come, you already know, we always come with the heat. We have... Um, a wonderful topic that we're talking about. But first, I would love to introduce... Yes, we have Apex Lorenz, a.k.a. Laurent Mandela, my friend slash brother. He's a host, MC, marketing mm-hmm. consultant, and he does everything. Okay. <laughs> but um, he's also from Maryland um, right now, in between New York and L.A. And he's going to join us as well for the conversation. All right. So we want to thank you for just hopping on with us and, you know, being open, space, time, and energy. We always come with the heat, like I said, and today's going to be no different. So today's um, topic, we are actually talking about um, black men and the consciousness of the man. So there, there are a lot of different ways that we can go into this to have this conversation to help us better our relationships with men and to promote us a common ground with each other. The, the miscommunication can bring a lot of strife in relationships, whether that is an intimate relationship or a personal relationship um, or just a friendship. So I think it's really important for us to have this conversation, have this open ground and try to get some more insight on our counterparts. I think that's really important. So I do kind of have a a question that I kind of want to start out with today. Um, so the first question that I kind of had, and this is just, you know, for you guys, um, I would love to know, just to kick us off, do you think or feel that men are misunderstood in, when it comes to relationships? So like specifically, if you're like in an argument with your spouse or if you're having a debate with someone who's a female, do you feel like you're, the, what you're trying to get across can come off misunderstood to them and why? Uh, well, first, let me say thank y'all for having me as well, by the way. And I really appreciate what y'all doing with y'all platform. That's really dope. It's having black women talking on these topics to help out the black community. I think it depends on the type of man, because I feel like there's men who make themselves hard to be understood, and then there's men who can communicate, but they don't necessarily know how, they don't know how to understand someone else. You know what I mean? So there's men that can make themselves hard to understand simply because they aren't effectively communicating. They're not really open to expressing their emotions. Like, they're not going to sit there and have that. What you're doing makes me feel like this, and I don't like feeling like this. They're not going to have... A lot of men don't have that conversation. Um, Me being, like, the more expressive type of man, like, I've always learned how to... It's not about being emotional as most men would say i'm just because i can express myself so there's men who can express themselves and then there's men who make themselves more difficult to understand simply because they don't want to express or they don't feel the room to because they feel they feel as though it shows weakness or they haven't learned their own self-awareness to have that ability to express themselves so when they try to get their point across to women and there's like that disconnect it's not necessarily that they're going to get angry at the disconnect. They're more frustrated at the idea that you're not understanding that they want actually. It's just miscommunication yeah that that's definitely a great point that you bring up as far as like miscommunication and also i do want to touch on what you spoke about in regards to the way that 
I guess it's like the way that men grow up or what they're taught that they're not that expressing feelings is a sign of weakness. Why do you think that is? That's a lot. Um, so it's hard. Like I try not to generalize as much like I used to because it's it's a very fine fine line to walk. But from my own experience, I didn't grow up with a father in the household, but his his presence was very well known. So I still had that father figure image. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to what you see as how men are supposed to act, and you have that. You know, especially in those 90s, 2000s, I mean, honestly, just especially in the past, the misogyny, the alpha dominant male, the don't show weakness, don't show emotion, all of those things were perpetuated onto men for hundreds of years, basically. So as you grow up and you're coming into manhood, it's very difficult to embrace the emotional aspect of you, unless you have women, like mm -hmm. women that are able to kind of break down goals for you. Or men that kind of show you a different path so i was lucky enough to kind of have both first that's not even a woman because i was raised by basically my mom sister and grandma so watching them kind of play both roles in the sense where they had to be men in certain situations or they had to play the role of a man in certain situations allowed me to see that there's aspects of both in both genders like there's feminine and masculine energies in both genders as human beings so that's what allowed that's what helped me first like watching my mom, my sister, grandma. And then as I grew older, I was able to find role models um, in men that knew how to express themselves. Sometimes it was aggressive. Sometimes it was a little overly emotional or overly expressive. I don't want to stop, like, not just to have a negative connotation to that, but a little bit more like, this is how I feel, very expressive. And some people were in the middle. So just kind of seeing... So just going through those experiences is what allowed me to kind of break the systematic programming of, oh, you got to be dominant, you got to be yeah. so It really depends on your, that's where environment comes into. It's mm -hmm. I actually said I was going to sit, not sit back in this episode, but I really want to absorb because I feel like I have issues in this area. Mm -hmm. So I could be miscommunicating in an unaffected way or it could just be the males that I'm choosing to communicate with are choosing the less mature route <laughs> so I'm just mm. trying to figure out like where in my personal situations this could be falling in so I mean I agree with everything that you're saying <clears throat> I do believe that it starts in the home but I, I, I want to stress balance because you mentioned um, you mentioned that you had kind of the balance of the two where you were basically raised by your mom, your sister, and your grandmother, but you also had like those male figures in your life who were kind of you kind of showing you another way. Um, did you feel at any point that so I guess my question is, where did you kind of learn that you had to be, did you feel like you had to be like dominant and you had to kind of like step in, in the role or the space of your father's shoes um, because he wasn't necessarily in the house? Like, did you, did you feel like you had to take that on? Um, and like, where did you find the balance between doing that and then also um, basically just this 
being and feeling human in that sense that you're empathetic and you can express yourself uh, without feeling weak within yourself. So, specifically to that point, like you asked me if I wanted to step up as a role, like in the male yeah. role, when, um, in the house and stuff like that. As I came into manhood, yeah. um, it wasn't until I actually addressed my father and talked to him about being, being going from boy to man that I didn't even okay. like, I didn't even really know what that So, I was forming my own idea of what a man, mm. and my own confidence, cockiness, you know, all that stuff is what was formulating and based on what I was seeing in media and representation and all that stuff, it was forming my own idea of a man. And it wasn't until I was like, my freshman year of college, honestly, and I sat and really talked to my dad that I really learned what the idea like I started to form a better linear image of what I'm a man, like what my version of a man should look like. Right. Mm-hmm. So before that, I didn't learn. I just kind of observed a bunch of things, and then I did what fit my personality, which mm-hmm. was that cocky, confident, theater type of person, things like that. But it also created a very, um, very selfish character trait because I just felt like the world was in my hands. Like, mind you, I knew I was a black man. Mind you, I knew that there was, like, all these things outside of my control, but it also made me feel like, okay, as a man, I can do whatever I want, really, if I put my mind to it, versus understanding what purpose and intentionality is, like, morals, things like that. Like, I had my own own set of these things, but until I got to really understand who my father was outside outside of being a dad, Okay. Uh, but as a man, that's when I started to kind of like, kind of put it together for myself. But to touch on your other points, when you're saying maybe you're choosing the wrong people to communicate to, or like sometimes with men, I feel like when it comes to communication and emotions and all of that stuff, it's a decision for men to do, to, to make, to decide if they want to open that door and embrace that. Mm-hmm. And the path to that decision, you know, it, it can't be forced upon them by anybody else. They have to feel like, because then it starts attacking the ego. Like, you can't have a woman tell you, like, you got to get your emotions together. Because then you're going to feel like it, it just immediately creates like a car alarm in your head, like, oh, my ego is being attacked. You know? Yeah. Or when a woman starts to show vulnerability and a man is still showing kind of like that brick wall, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. You know, he, he, he's like, He's worried that he's no longer in the steering, uh, in the uh, right. steering. He doesn't. He's not behind the steering wheel anymore. And I will say this because I think it's like a cancer thing too. Sometimes we <laughs> communicate we the way we like. We communicate the way we think yeah. we want, like the way we would want to be communicated to. Like, hey, look, I feel like this, but that, this is co- this cause and effect. You know, I'm trying to be very almost. It's almost like we're pol- politicians <laughs> of emotions. <laughs> Like, the way we express ourselves. And you think you have this perfectly explained version of your story, right? And you give it to the person. Because it happens to me, too. Like, what a lot of women think is, like, all women can communicate great. Like, a lot of men run into the problem of, like, women can't communicate. Like, That's true. So, I think, no, and it's, I don't, there's no worse or anything like that, but... I think when it comes to when you feel like you're communicating to the wrong people, it, 
from my experience, it's not necessarily convincing the wrong people, but you can't use straight language for everyone. Mm-hmm. So that's something I learned much later in the game. But Okay, so basically it's kind of similar to having a love language, but having like a way that you communicate, period, and how people receive or do not receive that. I I won't even go as far as to call it love language because I feel like that creates this nuance of like having to be far more intimate because I feel like you could be talking to somebody for a couple weeks, a couple months, y'all hung out a couple times, y'all really vibing, but it's not like I haven't created those deep deep feelings yet but yeah no it's not a love language but it's similar in that sense that like I'm communicating in a certain way that I'm familiar with that you may not be familiar with but this works for me and then kind of understanding that contrast and how to navigate through that um, I think that that poses issues for people. I agree. I I actually have dealt with this firsthand in my own relationship. You know, we've been together almost four years now, and I'm still learning things about him as far as his communication and what I his boundaries when it comes to communication. I'll tell you a story. Um, we once went to a concert, the Chris Brown concert, girl. You know, we were gonna go together, but we didn't get to go. But we went to the Chris Brown concert. For me, you know, my emotions, the way that I felt during the concert was different. And, you know, this is just like a small example, but it's something where I, this is where I first realized that I was pushing my emotions on him, trying to get him to feel something that maybe he already felt, but he wasn't expressing it the same way that I was. So I was upset about that because it was like my version, like you guys are saying, was the right way. And if you're not doing it, then something's wrong here something's wrong with us our communication isn't right when in reality his enjoyment of the concert was different so I didn't understand that but it took us having that conversation having an open line and speaking about it and me saying okay how can I understand you better how can because I want to look at you and be like okay he's okay and not have to think about are you okay because that's what that's how we think you know we it's there's levels to everybody's thinking like you were saying there's the yin and the yang the male and the female part within each of us we each have it and um for me you know i was expecting his feminine or his yang side to look different that it it was supposed to look like mine that's what I was expecting and that was detrimental because you know I could tell in that moment that wasn't the first time that I had done something like that and it doesn't make you want to talk about something or talk about your feelings more if someone's constantly trying to push their emotions on you so I feel like you know I really that's really why I wanted to have this conversation because I feel like it was very beneficial for him and I to have that understanding and have that common ground. And I realized that it really isn't about just my perspective. And it doesn't mean, you know, just because he may not be up in the air screaming and hollering like I am doesn't mean that he's not enjoying himself. And we have to learn to understand and read each other better, learn each other's languages so that you're okay inside. Because, I mean, yeah, they can be okay and you cannot think about it but i mean come on you're you're wondering are you enjoying this are you having a good time are you okay like you know we need to have those open lines so yeah i think you know this is a spot-on conversation honestly and dudes love chris brown so like him sitting there with a straight face <laughs> probably kind of life. Like, 
He said he had a wonderful time, so I had to believe that, you know? Yeah, I had to. And watching you enjoy it yourself yeah. is probably, like, also an emphasis on how good a time. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. It is a misunderstanding, I think, on the female side, because we're more dominantly female or more expressively female, that... um we we do have that misunderstanding in regards to how men may react to certain things because we didn't grow up in men's shoes. We don't know what you guys have had to go through, why you don't express yourselves the way that we think you should and why things, you know, it. you know, they always say men think with the other head and not this head. Like it, it seems like that is a much more straightforward way of thinking for men instead of trying to use what's up here. And we want to peel back those layers because we're all human beings at the end of the day. We all have more going on within our minds that can be spoken on and that can be understood. And that's what I am. I mean, I'm a Pisces. If we're all water signs here, listen, like we always want to know more depth of what's going on to help us better create, you know, better, better create stronger foundations, especially in the black community. Like, I think this is so important for the black community. We spend so much time hoarding our feelings and, we don't, a lot of people feel like they're not allowed to speak out and have feelings. And I think that that's a notion that should be broken. And that's actually like a question I have for you. What do you think about, um, do you think that there is a need for men to be more expressive in relationships, again, rather intimate or non-intimate? I think that it's also because as much as I'm saying that it's a decision for men as well, you got to understand that. It's very, it's very almost dangerous to the ego. It's, da it's dangerous to the mental health of a man when he expresses vulnerability and gets shot down. Mm -hmm. So, for example, let's say you start to show your insecurities to a woman and she's not willing to, you know, accept those flaws or learn that about you. Like, that's why, you know, the, all those memes that they always should put out there when they're like, oh, men would bring up women by putting, you know, like, they always say women will hold down a man in jail for years or whatever, and then they always say, but I mean, a woman can't build a dude up. Like, all those generalization memes of, like, what loyalty is that go on on social media. So just to take that example, like, when a man doesn't feel at 100% himself and he's, like, low, you know, things like that, it's very difficult for him to want to be vulnerable and show his insecurities express himself to a woman because he's worried about that certain level of acceptance like how will she like you have to have somebody who's self-aware enough to go as much as we can say it's very especially in the black community it's very rare to find people who can openly your phone cut out all right repeat what you just said your phone cut out i said so i mean we can talk all about like how men don't communicate enough yeah, but at the same time, based on our we usually grow up, or even just listen without being judgmental, without making us feel, you know, mm -hmm. without belittling them, things like that, or making them feel like less than men. And specifically for myself, that was a lesson much later on, because I feel like that I could talk to when I was younger, but at the same time, it was like, I had a lot of people that were willing to listen to me. So I would, I happened to be lucky. As I got older and more into my adulthood, though, it was a lot more difficult, especially when you go through things like depression, insecurities, or anything like that. And you have this 
character built as a man, somebody who would stand anything. Who, who, it's very hard to find somebody who will listen and really want to empathize or understand what's going on. Even if they're going to walk you off the ledge, sometimes you just need something to listen to first. So men do need to communicate more effectively at the same time. Either they have to seek out somebody willing to listen or they have to feel comfortable enough with whoever they are communicating to to get down and dirty. Mm. Right. Yeah, that's something that's interesting that you brought that up as far as needing somebody to listen to because going back to the Chris Brown concert, up until that moment, I never realized how much I talked and didn't listen. And there were things going on that I didn't know were going on within him. I'm thinking everything's okay. And he really needed an outlet. And I should have been that outlet. Thankfully, you know, that Chris Brown concert happened. So we can have that that meeting of the minds and go over the things that were really bothering him. And because of that, I found myself be, becoming more understanding because it's a want. You have to want to be more understanding in order to, like you're saying, like you have to find somebody who's willing to do something like that. And I never realized how much I talk without listening, without hearing you and not having an answer all the time because you don't always need to have an answer. So that was like one of the first, that was like the first time where I really realized you don't need to have an answer for everything. Like just be his listening ear. And I think because of that, it has made uh, our communication so much more seamless because now he can come to me and tell me if something's going on with him and I'm not going to be like, well, you need to do this. You need to do that. I did this, you know, like I still have things to work on. Of course, we're not perfect, but I'm yeah. conscious of it. And I think as long as you're conscious and you're making the effort, right. then that's how you make things work with communication between the male and the female. Because at the end of the day, we're not going to 100% understand each other. We're just not. That's just how no, it exactly. is. That's just how it but is. But understanding that is key, too. Yeah. Understanding we both 100% understand each other. Exactly. That, like, that, that creates the best type of partnership. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I want to talk about that, like, in terms of friendship, too. Because I think, you know, there are there's some miscommunication sometimes with women and men when it comes to where we are in our relationship. And whether that is, like, a friend or if you're more than a friend or... You know, whatever the situation is, I think that's another reason why we need to be more communicative with each other, because we think we have these assumptions, like we'll make up stuff in our mind and be like, okay, yeah, we are talking, we're this and we're that. And maybe his mind is somewhere else. And same the other way around, too. You know, it's not just one sided. So it's so important. Like, I just love this conversation. Honestly. I think that brings us to um the other question that we had, basically, I, you may have touched on it. Sorry, I was trying to upgrade because it's going to shut off. Oh, so I'm going to send another link and you guys just click that. Okay. It's never done that to me before. Like, I used to be on here for two hours and now it wants to give me 40 minutes. Literally, I was trying to do that this entire time. So, don't do that to me. But, yes, um, right. I wanted yeah. to... I'm gonna um, pose the question. Basically, I want to know what keeps you reluctant from wanting to share your feelings, aside from you maybe having that pre-position thought that they're not gonna be able to accept it the way you want them to. 
um, or even you maybe reading something wrong that you previous, uh, like a um, an interaction that you had previously where you felt as though they may have brushed how you felt off and that was kind of a turn off for you. Um, is there anything aside from that that would keep you reluctant from? For me, it's always been my past relationship. I, my past relationships always somewhat seeped into the next one. Like my, uh, mm-hmm. my uh, I guess, fears or anything like that. But mind you, that was as I was growing up when I was younger. Like I want to say age of like yeah. 16 to like 20, 21. You know, I always kind of let the past relationships, because of how toxic I was, you know, those mm-hmm. kind of toxic misogyny that was in my personality that I wasn't mm-hmm. aware of, that entered into my relationships and caused irrational fears. Whereas mm-hmm. had I been a self-aware man, you know, in a healthy place, things like that, I would mm-hmm. feel a lot. And mind you, a lot of men don't understand how toxic they are. So this right. is coming from, I went and dissected myself. Right, this is coming from self-awareness. <laughs> Let's talk yeah, about it. This isn't coming from me back then saying like, oh yeah, like okay. I'm toxic. Back then I thought I was a woman. But right, you know, right. So as, I want to say like, as I move forward, all right, so two exes ago, my, my last ex at some for example, mm-hmm. I was always reluctant to get super vulnerable there because I was always worried. I didn't realize how much of my own actions were causing my my own insecurities. You know, it's like you're scared to say something, and then since you're scared to say something, you start acting, and then your acting right. starts to be hot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That connection. Yeah. So. So. And then my most recent uh, last relationship I was in, like I want to say, like 2019. Like, it wasn't like a blown out but the last part of the person I had emotions. Uh, after doing that dissection of myself, I was less reluctant because I came in a lot more. It's like I had a. You want, your goal is to be in a to get into a new relationship where you're both at a hundred percent. You know what I mean? You guys want to both come in at full blast of happiness. I would say I came into that one like I like I. 93 percent 87 and 90 87 and 93 and that was cool. 93 that's a big range but in a non-condescending way like that was probably the most biggest thing i feared about oh, your older you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. as a man, I wanted to be alpha dominant, but she was an yeah. older woman. There was, I had to literally take a second and be like, okay, there's a lot I can learn from. Yeah. And that, I feel like that was my first healthy relationship in a long time. And mm-hmm. going through that, I realized that most of the reluctancy to be vulnerable is the fear that a man develops himself. It's never necessarily mm. out of fear. Like, you can fear, and this comes down to picking the right partners, because you can fear the woman not being somebody who communicate well. You can fear the woman being somebody like, oh, I don't want no insecure people. I want a man with money. Mm. You can fear like that, but like, if that's your fear, you're picking the wrong one. But 
if you have a woman that you genuinely feel like, hey, this is, you know, I'm interested in her, she's the one for me, I want to get to know her, things like that, mm-hmm. you shouldn't fear being vulnerable if you're content, happy, and sure of yourself. Right. So that way, when you go in right. and you're talking to her and you're vulnerable, it's a sign of strength and not a sign of weakness. Because if you're insecure with yourself, you're not really sure about yourself. When you start to open up about your feelings and things like that, it comes off like, oh, he's just bitching. He's not trying to, like, you know, what's going on? Because, like, at the end of the day, women love confidence. Like, y'all, y'all, y'all kind of buy into confidence in the too. And that's really all we got going for us. Like <laughs> So confidence, you know, like how? Oh yes, yeah, terrible, right. terrible. We're, when we're about what we say, we do what we say. You know? Correct. Yeah. yeah. So, so when a man feels like what he, he can't do, what he's saying he wants to do, and a woman mm-hmm. sniffs that out, you mm-hmm. know, because he's he's not sure, mm-hmm. that's where it creates that that disconnect, that fear of vulnerability. But the man has to really kind of like. You gotta be. You should have the conversation with yourself, you know, like right. who am <laughs> before you really try to go try to tell who you are to somebody else. You mm-hmm. don't even know. Yeah, okay. I agree. I oh, think the moral to is to to know who you are before you step into anything with anyone. That's vital. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I want to ask this question and we'll kind of lead out with this because we don't have uh, much time left, but we are going to be closing out shortly. But I do want to ask this question um, in regards to, you know, disagreements with your female counterpart there. I often find with my male friends or even, you know, with in my current relationship where the male feels like he has to give in. Or where he feels like he's not, you know, able to make us understand his perspective. So he'd rather give in. Can you just expand upon why that may be detrimental and um, maybe your experience with that and how that shaped you as a man in your growth? Yeah, um, that's actually how some of my some of my male friends are. Me personally, I've never been like that. I've learned recently, like, I'm actually kind of confrontational. Not, like, aggressively confrontational, but, like, I'm a, I'll have a conversation. Yeah. Okay. He likes to okay. debate. <laughs> yeah, yes. Like, at all, with a partner, with a friend, with anybody, like, I'll, I'll go there. Let's have, let's have a conversation. But I think that a lot of times the guys can see because they, what they're trying to say, they don't know how to say it. Like, that's simply because... Simply, uh, for example, I've had partners. I've had one ex that sucked at communicating, like whenever she was angry and in her emotions. And I've had an ex that's like, she would write thesis, hypothesis, essays to me, like more than, you know, I was almost a bum, you know. And. That's me. That's me. I, <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but. I Honestly, yeah, that's me too, though. Honestly, I'll be writing as books. A man, though, <laughs> as a man, there's no better one because once I learn, like, there's a way to learn the people, the women that can't communicate. There's a way to learn if if you have the patience and if that's you know, what you're looking to do. And then there's a way to learn like to, to communicate with the women that will super elaborate. I don't think that there's one or 
one that's better than the other. But personally, when I when I dealt with the one that was like super explanatory, I never conceded. I don't know what used to be. So when you concede, it's kind of like I don't care to argue or I don't care to really truly understand this thing. But there are men and that's because they're just gonna take the time to like, all right, you know what, I don't want option about this right now, but over time but they're just not communicating that effectively. But I, I like I know guys that for example they'll just like I think more girls do this, but I've seen guys in the too where they just like, you know what, I'm gonna come back to this. You know, we'll we'll put this down now, come back to it, think about it, absorb it. And then honestly sometimes they just know that they were wrong, but they won't admit it. Just hmm. see. Yeah. You know, so they'll just all right, cool. You know? Now if you're getting hit with like what you mean or things like that, that's a little like the dudes that are kinda of trying to like play like they don't really understand what's going on or they just lack the self awareness to understand a different perspective. That's a little different. But men that just generally speaking, when men just choose to concede, it can be a matter of, okay, I just don't want to have this argument. Or it can be a matter of, I do understand what you're saying, and we don't need to go back and forth. And how detrimental do you feel that it is if one on either side is reluctant to admit that they're wrong? This is where coming in, like, based on how big your class was, plays a big role. Because, for example, um, when I had somebody who couldn't communicate that well effectively about their emotions and things like that, and I was only at like 45% of a half a glass of happiness in my own So that, that situation leads to a lot of detriment because then you're like questioning yourself. Versus if you're at 100%, you're not worried about yourself. You're going to, you know, you can. And now, if you're not worried about yourself, you can take the time to really understand what's going on on their side. Mm. Right. And maybe there's a different language you should use, or maybe there's different communication that you can see, things like that. Yeah. So, it, it, I think it can they be detrimental. to that possibility. Yeah. Exactly. So, it, it really depends on, like, in terms of how detrimental it is. Because, like I said, you have a stone wall communicator, you can have, you know, an encyclopedia communicator. It, it really <laughs> If the intent, the intent is there, and the self awareness, mm-hmm. is there. Like they're both happy people with themselves, and they're yeah. intentional about you know pursuing each other, getting to know each other, whatever the case may be. Because now, when you have those disconnects, you're not questioning yourself. You know, it doesn't become a, a self image question. It really just becomes like, hey, okay, let's learn how to communicate a little bit better. Like, let's just learn. What we need to say and how we need to interact with each other. So it's only a detriment you make, honestly. I agree. I agree. To the That's people. good. Yes. Well, thank you. I love it. I love really, it. Thank you for your insight. Thank you for taking time. I really do appreciate it. I knew that you were going to be good for this topic. Of course. <laughs> Yes, I do have one uh, one question. That I I just you know if you could if you don't mind. Um, now that we you know we're on this conversation, we've had this, we've opened, we've peeled back layers, we've um, discussed some things that may be hard to talk about. What would be one thing that you would say to remind your brothers about out there 
to help them effectively learn to uncover themselves because I think the biggest thing in regards to communication is communicating communicating with yourself and knowing who you are and being at that 100%. What will be some advice that you can give to those who are listening to help them make begin taking those steps to get from a 33 to a 93? Yeah, the ones who think that not showing feelings is where it's at. Um, one, stop being scared. Like, you, a lot of dudes are just scared. And, like, fear is what creates great pieces. That's one. Um, two, stop, they, they need to redefine their image of what uh, a male role, like, of the male role is, like, because of my misogyny and toxicness back in the day, the image of what I had for relationships, the image of what I had for my role, gender roles, all of that stuff was very uh, just wrong. So now, if I, if I can say anything to the guys specifically, and honestly, this can be taken by the girls too, but they need to understand it just as much. Understand your worth and value to the relationship. Like, guys often going to sexual encounters thinking that they're they're winning they're winning you know um they're winning the box like mm-hmm. oh yeah look at me i got the box like all those things are like oh but i still hit it though stuff like that like as if as if there wasn't a 50 50 mutual exchange of energies so what exactly did you win being like okay i need to be my best self give this person my best so that way they want to give them me their best selves that's the best way for you to, because then you're not looking at a woman like she's anything less than a woman, you know, and she's not right. of any less value than you or anybody. She's a woman and you're a man. Once you guys can understand that you got the both giving yourself to each other, and the better you want to be for yourself and then presenting that to her and the better she wants to be for herself and then presenting that to him is what will create the best type of partnership and that, that's what people need to start really thinking about partnership like it's not like you're just talking to a girl and you're just talking to a guy like that's a partner now. you know like that's a that's friend that's a sister that's a wife that's all of that so yeah. you have to so for the young guys out there stop looking at it like that's just box or stop looking at it as you won box for example i always tell them like yo bro like you're not like don't be sitting here feeding for it like don't you're, you're a prize too, you know? And it makes you think it's like a cocky thing, but it's not. It's really just like, you gotta understand what the exchange of energies really is. So that way it helps you better understand your interactions. Yeah. Well said, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, okay. I agree. Well, thank you, thank you again for sharing that. Um, I think I think it's important. I think that guys really don't like to listen when it comes from women. And I'll specifically say black women if it's not like their mother or sister, because I don't know, for some reason, if there's a disconnect there, but um, I value conversations like these. I value space, um, time, and energy um, to have these conversations. Let me read y'all a gem as black women too. As black, <laughs> black women, right? What I've learned from my encounters with black men a lot of black men focus on strictly dating outside of their race. 
Let's talk about, wait, Lorraine, you're going into another thing. This is it. This is it. Because <laughs> I've done a couple case studies on this recently. So dudes that really focus on dating outside their race, don't ask them this in a sense of like, I'm interviewing you. But find out a little bit about how Because what typically happens is they don't have the same for black women. Mind you, they love their mother's death being a partner and a good mother. So now, as soon as you get that black woman sass attitude, anything that we all, that, that people that love black women love, when you get that out of a woman that's not your mother and it starts to kind of attach that ego or starts to make you feel any type of uncomfortable because it's not your mother, you, you have a lot less tolerance. Those are the dudes that have those strict moms, like moms that used to keep them punish them, things like that. And I've noticed it because a lot of the guy friends that I have that are like, their moms used to really like, really used to be a black mom, like a strict black mom to them or a strict African mom to them. Those are the dudes that are dating outside their face. And it's, it, mind you, I see them taking selfies with their mom all the time. They love their mom, things like that. But when it comes to, when it comes to seeing their mom in another black woman, they're like, they cringe. It's like they don't have the same patience for it unless it's like the complete opposite of their mom. And that's the why they go outside their race. Wow. Wow, yeah. I'm glad you said that, honestly, because I was I was thinking that and I think I was having I was having internal kind of like conflict and I think that goes into the color the colorism topic that I wanted to discuss because it almost and maybe this plays on like some insecurities that I might have with myself, but it sometimes I really question um why guys, and particularly black males, will go for women outside of their race when you wouldn't be here and you wouldn't be able to rep black if it wasn't for your black mother. <laughs> so, and I guess, I guess, and that makes sense. Like, I've never thought of it like that. Yeah, I've never um, thought of it that way. What do you think, what do you think would, what do you think the steps are moving forward to kind of like, break that that kind of stereotype or that automatic association that you have with the aggressive nature of a black woman and the fact that you know she's just too much or she's overbearing um that they associate with their mom and it's cool because it's their mom but with another black woman who may have had the same upbringing as he did and that's just how not even that's how she is but you have to unpack layers. You're not just going to get that sweet submissive right off the bat because of how she was raised and because she knows her worth. You know? So, like, how do we... What are the steps? What are the steps? <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's guys like me like having a conversation with these dudes because they run away from me. So they start yeah. going into environments where they're not interacting with that many diverse black people. Like, you know, it, it, it's, it's so subtle... Because you see a black woman too, but their reasoning for why they did outside the race is a little bit different. Because that comes into the negative negative impacts of a black man. Yeah. It's it's a little bit of a difference when it comes like they run away from you. So it takes guys like me or they can like like one of my friends. He literally just got out of the get out. And starts like like he likes black women again because he spent like a week or two in Atlanta. 
And mind you, I watched him date outside of his regular parents for like three years. And just now, like after really having a great encounter with like a black girl, he got down that lane and started talking to her for a couple of months. His whole ideology has changed. And I know I've been kicking at him for years, but I know for a fact that she she was the final nail in the coffin to revert him back. Just because it's like they don't know that this kind of black woman can exist. Mm-hmm. Or they think it's such a rare commodity that it's like, no, <laughs> like not every black woman is going to be, it's not going to perpetuate all these negative stereotypes that you are afraid of. I never thought about it in that light before. I, I have to be honest. I have so many more questions. Yeah. But we're not going to do that. This is really another topic, but thank you. Um, I really do that um again and i do appreciate your time as well um this was a great conversation um and thank you thank you um i i want to end with just <laughs> yeah um i really just want to end with thanking everyone for listening who is listening um thank you for tuning in to these time and energy we definitely hope that this message served you in the best way um in supporting your ever-evolving space we ask that you definitely stay connected to us we're on apple podcast spotify overcast and pocket cast and anchor um please share your feedback with us we're on um instagram at space time and energy definitely questions um as we're forever growing so for topic and guest inquiries you can email us at info at space time and energy.com have a great day and remember to dominate your space cherish your time and protect your energy love you guys
Because he literally just got out of the get out with me and starts like, like he likes live women again. Because he spent like a week or two in Atlanta. And mind you, I watched him date outside of his regular experience for like three years. And just now, like after really having a great encounter with like a black girl, he got down in Atlanta and started talking to her for a couple of months. His whole ideology has changed. And I know I've been thinking at him for years, but I know for a fact that she she was the final nail in the coffin to revert him back. Just because it's like they don't know that this kind of black woman can exist. Mm-hmm. Or they think it's such a rare commodity that it's like, no, bro. Like, not every black woman is going to be, it's not going to perpetuate all these negative stereotypes that you are afraid of. I never thought about it in that light before. I have to be honest. I had so many more questions. Yeah. But we're not going to do that. This is really another topic, but thank you. Um, I really do appreciate that um, again, and I do appreciate your time as well. Um, this was a great conversation. Um, and thank you. Thank you. Um, I, I want to end with just... <laughs> Yeah, um, I really just want to end with thanking everyone for listening, who is listening. Um, thank you for tuning in to Speaks Time and Energy. We definitely hope that this message served you in the best way um, in supporting your ever-evolving space. We ask that you definitely stay connected to us. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, and Pocket Cast, and Anchor. Um, please share your feedback with us. We're on um, Instagram at Space Time and Energy. Definitely questions um as we're forever growing so for topic and guest inquiries you can email us at info at spacetimeandenergy.com have a great day and remember to dominate your space cherish your time and protect your energy love you guys (laughs) but thank you so much lauren i really appreciate it safe travels to um carolina thank you it was nice meeting you (laughs) Yeah, you too. Y'all have a good night. Yeah, you too. Take care. You too. Love you. Bye. Bye. Jada, I think that went well. It did go well. It did go well. Despite, you know, despite.